Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced level works one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. Every week, we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road to this goal, ranging from the 18th century all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work, examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little more informed and appreciative of classical music. This is episode 20.1, number 20. We're getting up there. This is the first episode of a new series called Autumn Leaves, where we're gonna bring in the season with some music related to falling leaves, chilly nights, bountiful harvests, and a concoction of cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, clove, and ginger that we call pumpkin spice. And we insist on adding it to just about everything, including coffee, cheesecake, popcorn, cream cheese, toothpaste, and even Twinkies? Somebody needs to give pumpkin spice's agent a raise. To begin this musical love letter to autumn, I've chosen a piece by a very well-known composer, but he's new to the podcast. Romantic-era Russian composer, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. While Tchaikovsky is best known for theatrical music, like his ballets Swan Lake and The Nutcracker, he also had some major contributions to solo piano, including his first beloved piano concerto. we still got a ways to go before we start discussing a piece the level of a concerto on this podcast. But luckily, Tchaikovsky also wrote some smaller works for the piano. The work we're going to discuss today was actually written immediately after the successful piano concerto that we just heard. Writing the success of his first piano concerto, Tchaikovsky received a commission from the editor of a music magazine to write a collection of pieces to be published in their periodical. While the original offer letter has been lost to history, we have Tchaikovsky's response to the editor. I've received your letter, and I'm most obliged to you for your kind willingness to pay me so large a fee. I will make an effort not to fall on my face in the mud and to carry the thing off to your satisfaction. I will be sending you the first piece soon, and perhaps even two or three at once. Unless something intervenes, the thing will go off quickly. I take great delight in writing little piano pieces at the moment. You're Tchaikovsky. This collection of short works that was commissioned came to be Tchaikovsky's Opus 37, a work titled The Seasons, which is a collection of 12 piano pieces, each one thematically linked to a month of the year. Tchaikovsky started writing these pieces in Moscow in November of 1875, 
and he completed the set in May of 1876. These works were published each month across the year 1876 in the Russian periodical Le Nouvelliste. As they were published, the editor of the magazine also ascribed poetic epigraphs to each piece, written by famous Russian poets and authors. To fit our theme of autumn, today we're going to hear Tchaikovsky's impression on October, which he subtitled Autumn Song. The epigraph for October comes from Alexei Tolstoy, not to be confused with his distant relative Leo Tolstoy, ultra-famous Russian author of Anna Karenina and War and Peace. Alexei Tolstoy was a successful author and poet in his own regard, and wrote some well-known science fiction and historic novels. So he was essentially the Tolstoy for the nerdier demographic. His epigraph for October reads, Autumn, our poor garden is all falling down. The yellowed leaves are flying in the wind. Those two short lines elicit a melancholic emotional response. Words like poor, falling down, and yellowed all carry negative connotations, giving the impression that autumn is the season where life is winding down. The life that was born in spring and thrived throughout summer is starting to show signs of age as the leaves turn color and drift off the trees. To imbue this reflective quality, Tchaikovsky sets the piece in the minor key of D, the key of serious rumination. Melancholy, feminine, brooding worries, contemplation of negativity. You know, sometimes these descriptions just really hit the nail on the head. This is definitely a brooding portrait of fall, and is one of the slower, lengthier pieces in Opus 37. It resembles Tchaikovsky's version of one of Chopin's nocturnes, with the right hand playing a lonely, sorrowful melody, which has a downward momentum to it, resembling what else but falling leaves. To build a sense of emotional tension, the chords supporting the melody play with a sense of dissonance and resolution. We start with the D minor home chord, but it shifts to a dissonant chord that sounds uncomfortable to our ear. But it resolves back to the more sonically pleasing D minor. This pushing and pulling gives the piece a bleak feeling that expresses the solitude that comes along with autumn. To further drive home the motif of falling leaves, Tchaikovsky includes a descending chromatic line. 
which is music set to the saddest falling leaf that you've ever seen. Up next, the main theme repeats, but this time around, it's played by the tenor voice of the left hand. Then we encounter a section that has a right-handed melody. With a left-handed counter melody. So when we put them together, we have this call and response section that we'll hear echoes of later on in the piece. Tchaikovsky wrote most of the pieces in the seasons in the form of A-B-A, and October is no different. Everything we've heard up to this point has consisted of part A, and now the piece moves on to a new section. Section B starts out with more energy and more volume, and it builds towards the closest thing we're going to get to a climax in this dreary piece. Writing off the energy of that climax, we hear another call and response section, similar to the one we heard from part A, but this time it's more tense and more emotional. From here, the B section cools off, and the piece basically comes to a dramatic halt. But we must finish the form of ABA. So out of almost nothingness, the A section reemerges. This A section is almost an exact retread of what we heard in the beginning, but it closes with the right hand extending into the bass clef. Channeling those lonely Russian autumn days, gradually fading away until only one voice remains. This is the month of October, Autumn Song, from Tchaikovsky's Opus 37, The Seasons.
well, it may be a depressing start of the season. But this is only part one of three, commemorating the current seasonal shift. Next week, we'll hear another musical interpretation of Falling Leaves, this time by Isaac Albanese. I'll talk to you then. You can find the standalone recording of the piece we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all the tracks heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Rhapsody or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, the best way to support the podcast is to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating or reviewing. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode, and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thanks as always for your time and your ears. And remember, the piano keys are black and white, but they sound like a million colors in your mind.